Welcome to Real-Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. I'm Charlie Hinderlater. I'm the Director of Government Affairs for St. Louis Realtors. And today we're talking about the Missouri Non-Discrimination Act, or MONA, which is a piece of legislation before the Missouri legislature that's supported by St. Louis Realtors and Missouri Realtors. First, we're going to talk with State Representative Tom Hannigan, then with Stephen Eisel and Katie Berry. Representative Hannigan represents the 65th House District, which includes parts of St. Charles City and St. Charles County. Representative Hannigan, thanks for joining me today. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. First off, what is the Missouri Non-Discrimination Act, or MONA? Yeah, isn't that fun? Uh, We always have our silly little acronyms, and I always have to explain what MONA is because people are like, MONA, who's she? And I'm actually like, well, MONA is Missouri Non-Discrimination Act. And basically, um, it comes from the Human Rights Act of Missouri. And what we're trying to do is expand that to include LGBTQ people in protections. So basically, when you hear the word MONA, you know it's about LGBT rights. Excellent. So it's trying to add sexual orientation and gender identity to those protected classes that are covered here in Missouri for employment, housing, and public accommodations. Correct. All right. Why is Mona something that you support and that you're passionate about? Well, actually, you know, I um, am very open about my uh, sexuality. Everybody up at the Capitol knows that I am, um, you know, a gay man and that I'm out. Um, That was really important to me and to my partner, because as you know, when you're in politics, sometimes people like to blackmail you or they're second guessing. So my strategy was just to be out and open about it like I feel people should be. So luckily, uh, my voice, I hope, is lending credibility. I'm trying to break down barriers. I'm trying to show my other fellow uh, Republicans, and that's another kind of fun thing about me being up there is that I do associate myself as being a Republican. A lot of times, um, you know, LGBT rights seem to be a Democrat thing, and I'm here to say that it's not. Believe it or not, more and more Republicans are. uh, They just don't tend to come out as easily as the Democrats. I actually had to tell my partner, though, and this will kind of set the scene. When I decided that I was going to run for state rep, I said, listen, buddy, uh, my partner's name is Scott. I said, hey, I'm going to do this. And if you want to run, you can, because, you know, we're going to be in the spotlight and I'm going to support, you know, uh, Mona and different you know, rights and things like that. And I have the best partner ever. And he says he's he's along for the ride. And he knew that, you know, he would be in the spotlight, too. But think about that. Isn't that kind of crazy that I had to feel and worry about that, that I had to say to my partner, I'm going to go to Jeff City. I'm going to be a state rep. And are you ready for this? Are you ready with all the challenges? That would be like a heterosexual couple, you know, a husband and wife conversation. Hey, honey, I'm going to go. And, you know, I can't tell anybody about you or guess what? Now I have to get on a platform and be in the spotlight, be on a soapbox and tell people about you. It's just a weird dynamic. But when I when I tell that story, it just shows people, it shows my Republican counterparts, they had to pause. They had to say, oh my gosh, you know, you have to go through that. You had to actually say that to your partner that, is it okay you run and that we're going to be in the spotlight and people are going to talk about us and they might even try to gossip about us. And I'm like, yeah, and this is what people face. And that's why you have people that are in the closet. That's why you have people that are hurting. It's simply because we don't have the equal rights that other people have. And it's just something that's long overdue. It's been a fight for 20, 20 some odd years, I think like 23 or 24 and it's time. All right. That's uh, an amazing story. 
Um, so from your perspective as a realtor and as a member of the business community, why is this something that you think is, is important and good policy, not just for personal reasons, uh, but for the state of Missouri? Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, being a realtor, we're, we're, we have a pledge. We're ethically bound to help people with housing. And right now, LGBT people can be discriminated against housing. And as professional realtors, we're here to make sure that people, when they are looking for a place to live and stay, are treated equally and fairly. So it only makes sense. It's just, I was so excited when I found out the realtors wanted to come on board. And I love using the word because they used it. They want to strongly support Mona this year. And I love that word strongly because I feel like they've always been doing this. I think uh, realtors support, if for nothing else, simply for the housing aspect. But in addition to the housing aspect, we have public accommodations, we have employment, things like that. So it's a very broad thing. It's it's rights that everybody should have. And it's why we're even questioning it in 2021 is just beyond me. But unfortunately, Missouri has a void and is not picking up uh, the slack. Right now, um, I can tell you that we're looking at other people that are picking up the slack, like the realtors. We're looking at people working in big companies. Uh, so the economic impact and so people in corporations and jobs, they're picking up the slack. We we have city governments. I'm very proud. My city of St. Charles, the city council voted to extend uh, protections to the transgender community. And I think that's huge that they, so we have all these city municipalities, the smaller guys under state government taking the lead. We have the corporate environment taking the lead. We have the federal government taking the lead and doing things even under president, uh, former president Trump. We had the Supreme court come out about employment, which was a huge sign. And now that president Biden's in office, we're only going to see more and more. It was like a domino effect, but that's again, and why is it that we have the local and we have the federal, but the state is still dragging their feet? And I just think it's embarrassing for the state of Missouri not to have these protections in place. Well, Representative Hannigan, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Now we have with us Stephen Eisel, Executive Director of Promo, Missouri's leading LGBTQ advocacy organization, and Katie Berry, the president-elect of St. Louis Realtors. Stephen and Katie, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Stephen, let's start with you. What's the economic case for the passage of Mona? I will say the economic case for the passage of Mona really starts off with a inclusive environment for our LGBTQ community here in Missouri. We know that um, as businesses compete against one another, states, cities, municipalities all do the same. And what we're seeing in Missouri um, is we are one of the minority of states now um, that doesn't provide protections for gay and transgender Missourians on the basis of employment, housing, or access to public spaces. So really what we're encouraging folks to do through the Missouri Non-Discrimination Act and, and why we've been pushing this legislation into its 23rd year um, is really creating an environment and a space for our state to compete alongside other states that have already made this commitment. Uh, what we know is when tourists decide where to travel when convention centers or sporting events decide where to locate, they're looking at these types of policies uh, to be a part of the equation um, when they select those cities or those regions in order to uh, set up shop. And uh, one of the other pieces that we're seeing in terms of the economic case, and especially as we're seeing a uh, increasingly millennial and younger workforce, um, polls show again and again that over 70% um, of those 
folks in those two generations support LGBTQ equality and are actually looking for businesses and corporations that have those types of policies internally and localities, municipalities, and states that have those types of policies on the books in their state. Excellent. Katie, so as a realtor, why is Mona something that's important to you? As realtors, it is important that we all stand up for fair housing and are in compliance with our code of ethics, which includes protections for people, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. We have a past of not standing up for fair housing, and it's important for us to think about that when we make our choices now so that we can be on the forefront and not do things that would harm those of our community. It's also important for us to remember that we're advocating for our clients who have concerns about if they're going to be discriminated against. Charlie, I have had clients who have received calls from title companies. They were gay couples. And when the title companies asked them, assuming that they were buying the house, you know, not as a couple, but maybe two investors, right? And they had to out themselves to that title company. They were concerned. Was that going to be something that was going to fall back and harm them? And so to be able to say, no, in Missouri, that can't is important for us to be a loud voice for. And we know that discrimination happens, not only in Missouri, but throughout the country, that people who are members of the LGBTQ community face housing discrimination all over our country. Katie, can you explain the difference between the legal protections that Mona would provide uh, compared to the code of ethics that realtors already comply with? Of course, because I do realize that the general public does not always understand the difference. Um, So I'm glad you asked that, Charlie. As realtors, we are members of a professional organization. And so we agree to practice our profession at a higher level as members of the realtors. And so as realtors, we agree not to discriminate based on gender identity or sexual orientation. Those classes are not protected by federal fair housing. So legally, people who aren't realtors and who are not working with realtors do not have to abide by that same protection that was is within our code of ethics. So for Missouri to stand up as a state and say, hey, everybody has to do that. It doesn't matter if you're working with a realtor or not. It doesn't matter if you're a landlord, because if you're a landlord currently in Missouri, renting out your private house or even apartment complex, you can choose not to rent your apartment complex, those units out to members of the LGBTQ community. All right, Stephen, let's transition a little bit to how the business community plays a role in this issue. Can you tell us a little bit about the Missouri Competes Coalition? So Missouri Competes uh, is a nonpartisan, no-cost business coalition that is really bringing together corporations, small businesses, business-minded organizations committed to achieving non-discrimination policies at the state level in order to attract and retain the best talent, to increase business-to-business and business-to-consumer relationships, and to grow Missouri's economy. We're really excited to be able to put more emphasis back on the Missouri Competes Coalition. Um, It's been instrumental over the course of the last few years, and we're really thankful, um, you know, Charlie, for your leadership on this initially and and certain your continued involvement in this uh, coalition to really showcase that there are businesses large and small across our state 
um, that care and prioritize the LGBTQ community and understand that uh, LGBTQ individuals, their families and their allies um, are really deciding where to do business, where to live, where to you know grow their families, establish their careers and things like that. Um, so we're really excited to be able to have this coalition um, being able to be engaged in uh, public policy and in the process. Um, you know, what we are saying with this coalition is that folks do not have to take an explicit, you know, position on a piece of legislation, but they're really committing to the idea of inclusivity and equity for LGBTQ Missourians. Fantastic. St. Louis Realtors joined uh, Missouri Competes here last year. And as a matter of fact, uh, Katie Berry, her company joined Missouri Competes as well. So, Katie, why did your company join this coalition? Thanks, Charlie. Yeah. So I am a manager at Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Preferred Properties here in St. Louis. And I think the first reason we joined was because you asked us to. Um, So we appreciate that you reached out and thought of us as a brokerage that would be in line with that. And so when I took that ask to my owners, it was really a no brainer. So Better Homes and Gardens, we're of the National Association of Realtors. So we all live by that code of ethics. We also are owned by Realogy and they have come out um, and said that they support the Equality Act on a federal level, making sure that these protections would be there. So they're supportive of that. Um, At Better Homes and Gardens, one of our core values is inclusion. So on every level, this was in line with our values of making sure our clients and our agents are protected and those working in their offices are protected, right? Because these protections don't only extend to housing and to fair housing, but also to employment. And we don't want anybody working in one of our offices to question if they will be accepted or if their job will be at risk by coming out as gay or bi or trans or whatever it is that they are coming out as. And so I would really, Charlie, I would encourage brokers throughout the St. Louis region and throughout Missouri to look at their core values because Realogy, who owns not only Better Homes and Gardens, but Colwell Banker and a number of other companies, um, is not the only brokerage firm to come out on a corporate level and supported it. Keller Williams has supported the Equity Act, as has Berkshire Hathaway. And so it's important, I think, that we all look at our businesses and say, is this in line with our values, which hopefully, if you're members of the Association of Realtors, it is, and come out and support it so that throughout the state, our customers, our clients, our employees know that they are supported by realtors and to really put that pressure that we have, that collective pressure. And not only is fear a realtor, if you're a member of the general public listening to this, by all means, take it to your boss, take it to your supervisor and say, hey, we should stand up for this protection for whoever it is that we work with. And Stephen, if a company wants to sign up for Missouri Competes, how do they go about doing that? If folks want to sign on to Missouri Competes, they can simply go to missouricompetes.org. And there are a couple different places on the site, but I believe it's right on top and right on the bottom of the page. You can sign up your business or organization. All you have to do is put in your name, contact information, Uh, Basically, a quick little note to say that you are able to speak or sign up on behalf of your organization. And then if you'd like to, you can also include a logo. We have a page on the site where people can include that as well. So we really make it simple and easy for folks. If they want to get more information before they sign on, that is also available on the website. 
uh, but really want to encourage folks to check it out and sign on. Well, Stephen and Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Thank so you so much, Charlie. Thanks for all the work you're doing. I'm Danielle Finley, and this is Real to Party Talk, a brief segment with members like you discussing advocacy issues and the importance of the Realtor Political Action Committee, or RPAC. Joining me today is Missouri Realtors 2021 President Janet Judd from Remax Results. Janet, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Danielle, for this opportunity. What I would like to share with you is if you're in real estate, you're in politics. And the best example that I could possibly give you is recently when during COVID crisis, we were able to convince the legislator that real estate, all of our agents are essential to the economy. So we were considered essential personnel and we were able to continue our businesses, continue and to protect our income and work with the consumers. That's the biggest takeaway I can give for you most recently. I'd also like to point out that we were also able to get a government entity like the MREC, the regulatory Missouri Real Estate Commission, to extend our license law, uh, CE commitments and, and classes, and able to extend that for our members. So we're always advocating on your behalf and for the consumers. Thank you, Janet, for sharing how advocacy has impacted your business and the real estate industry. You just listened to Realtor Party Talk. Thank you for listening to Real-Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.